Welcome to Pathway to Faith with Bishop Steve Howe. Turn your expectations high as you receive the word from our man of God. Prepare yourself to hear a life-changing message. Let's tune in now. Um, because we're honoring seniors today. And that's such a pivotal time in the life of a, of a teenager. Because you've gone from being in a state of authority, because senior means authority. So you've gone from being in a state of authority, and then you're going to go somewhere and go, be, go right back to being entry level. But in the transition, you can't forget you were a senior, that you had the authority. So my message today is finish strong. Finish strong. But be mindful of how you start. You may have a seat. So I am going to move a little quickly because we have some seniors that we want to honor. We have some things that we're going to do in the hallway. So keep up with me. And if any time something you didn't get, you didn't hear, just flag me. I'll go back. But the title of the message again is finish strong and be careful how you start. Are there all the seniors in the room? Can you stand? Let me see you. Put my eyes on you. Can you stand? Hey, y'all. Hey, all of y'all. Hey. Hey. So this was this is just for you. I believe God gave something just for you. So go ahead and have a seat. Please take good, good notes. And so I'll just start off with the nuggets. My first one to the seniors, the fearlessness of your youth, your mindset will allow you to slay giants. You're not scared of nothing and nobody. And you have to be careful to guard that fearlessness that it doesn't go too far that you're not cautious but it doesn't go so far the other way you don't move. You are not too young to change a nation. David, 1 Samuel 17 and 26. David was somewhere between 15 and 19. And some theologians like to tussle with you because they want an exact age. And I, I'm just going to place him from 15 to 19 so we don't have to tussle, okay? Just 15 to 19. And he was anointed to be king between 15 and 19. And between 15 and 19, he slayed a whole giant. A whole giant that a whole army was afraid of. So 1 Samuel 17 and 26 Is it on the screen? Okay, because I can't, I'm sorry, I, I, need, I need glasses, and I didn't want to admit that, but I have to face it, and I have to get glasses. <laughs> I need to go ahead and walk in this thing and, and be all right. That's, that's, nugget, that's another nugget. Tell the truth to yourself. Okay. Then David spoke to the men who stood by him saying, 
what shall be done for the man who kills this Philistine and takes away the reproach from Israel? David saw something and got mad about it. The army saw something and got scared. What makes you mad is the thing you have to kill. What irritates you is the thing you have to kill. And if anything be in your life that would defile God, that'd be the first thing you have to take its head off. That is situations, people, and stuff. If it defies God in your life, you got to let it go quickly. Because what I've discovered, I'm not too much older than y'all. I'm a little older than y'all. That's what I'm going to say. I'm a little older than y'all. Um, that what I did then has prepped now. And I wish some things I had listened to then because it'd be different now. So don't, don't be afraid of the, of the youthfulness. Don't be afraid of that fearlessness and go, go grab it. Because what you'll discover is uh, your giant, you have the advantage. The very thing that made the giant a weapon was the same thing that handicapped it. See, he was coming down and, and coming to the field and he was screaming, send somebody to me. We, sometimes we don't, when you don't, you gotta, when, when you're reading the word, you gotta slow down. Because he was calling out for somebody to come down to him. But that's only because he was trained in hand to hand. He didn't know how to go kill it. He needed it to come to him. He didn't know, and then he's yelling, and he had an attendant that took, had to take him down. Because he didn't realize, I don't think, how big he was. Because he still had on armor. When you know your size and you're sure of yourself, ain't much armor you have to wear. But he, he wasn't clear. So he had on all this armor. And somebody had to lead him down. Which suggests to me that the armor was heavy. And he couldn't quite see because why somebody got to take you to where you need to be to fight me. So then he gets down there and starts screaming and everybody gets scared. Ensure that what you're afraid of is not just a bunch of screams. They're just screaming. They're not ready to fight you, baby. They're not ready to go to war with you. they just talking. All right. Number two. Don't get stuck in hate of you or anybody else. Make a commitment to yourself. Don't get stuck there. Don't get, don't get, don't get to a place where you can despise somebody, even if you don't agree. Because you don't have to agree. And, and one of the things I wish I had known then is that 
how you respond determines your access to the next level. Because somebody's always watching. And so you on campus, she says something, you said something, y'all fussing at each other, but the professor who's over the fellows who can get you in the biology lab at no cost saw you. Well, to him, to her, now you look like a liability when you was just trying to prove your point. The only point need to be proven is that God is God. And since we've already established, let people go on and do what they do. It is hard to hear people lie, talk about you, say stuff that ain't true, and walk away. But you don't walk away without protection. You walk away with access to the next level. So it ain't worth being mad at nobody. And it ain't worth not apologizing. Say you're sorry. Say I apologize and keep moving. That apology ain't gonna cost you nothing. But your stubbornness will keep you broken and broke. First Samuel 17 and 33. Saul replied, you are not able to go outside against the Philistine and fight him. You are a young man and he has been a warrior from his youth. Don't matter what they say. Young is not a prerequisite to do anything. And young has never been a disqualifier. And while you still have the legs to run, don't sprint. Run full speed unto your goals. Don't stop. Don't ponder. Don't wonder. So make a commitment to yourself that what I set out to do what God said I can do, I'm going to do. And in order to do that, you have to keep reminding yourself. Meditate. Remember that? On what God said. All the time. No, no, you're like, Miss Meow, we're going to school. You know, so this meditation, put, turn Facebook on and just let Bishop play in the background. Because this is what I'm going to tell you. This is what I learned in college too. You're never going to get away from a voice that has hit your heart. Every time you go to do something, you're going to hear him say something. I know from experience. You're going to hear it. You're going to hear it. That ain't you. That ain't God. That, that's the face he made. You, have you seen? That's the face he made. That ain't you. That ain't God. What, what are you doing? Huh? And then he put his hand in his pocket and he leaned back. When that hand go in the pocket and he leaned back and that... <clears throat> come from his throat, you, you are in a situation, okay? So you're going to hear it. So keep that in front of you. Joshua 1 and 5, no one be able, will be able to stand against you. 
all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so will I be with you. And I will never leave you nor forsake you. Joshua 1 and 9. I have not commanded, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord, your God. For the Lord who? For the Lord, your God, will be with you wherever you go. Hebrews 13 and 5. This is one of my favorites. Read it in the Amplified. For he said, I will never under any circumstance desert you, nor give you up, nor leave you without support, nor will I in any degree leave you helpless. Sound out he won't fail. Nor will I forsake or let you down or relax my hold. Or relax my hold on you. Assuredly not. And so to all the seniors in the room, your mom's prayed too long. Your dad's prayed too long for God just to loose you and let you go. So every time you kind of do something that goes against who you are, it will be a fight in your spirit. And you won't get rest. And it won't be well. Because you are outside of the will of God. And you are not safe outside the will. So everything in your body, because it's accustomed to God's will, will fight you back in line. Because who you're trying to be and who you were supposed to be will always fight each other. They will always be in a drag out. So just be who you're supposed to be according to what God said. Number three, get a mentor and keep a mentor. Get, get a mentor and keep a mentor. Joshua um, 1 and 7 a lot of things that you see, a lot of things that you see up front, you miss the behind the scenes. So Joshua had a mentor that was Moses, and Moses had a mentor that was Jethro. But when you talk about going into the promised land, all they mention is Joshua. But Joshua would have never gotten there without Moses. Joshua could have never done what he was supposed to do had he not honored the person before him. The person who chose him, the person who was with him, the person who decided to teach him, the person that saw something in him that he couldn't see himself, and he decided to impart to him. So your mentor is the person who has the knowledge to keep you from falling in pits. Your, your mentor will be the person who says, that ain't it. That's not what you're supposed to be doing. Because we always, we want mentorship. Everybody does. Even, even people in my group. We always want mentorship. But we want mentorship when it's nice. We do. We want you to be loving and caring and supportive and tell me how kind I am and tell me how gifted and talented and anointed and oh, that was so good. Oh, that was so that. And the minute somebody critiques you and says, you should have said this. You need to go and get... Uh, oral presentation etiquette. You need to wear shoes on the platform. That's me. Um, you need to, you, that is, that's me. I had, you know, you need to, you need to put on some shoes. When, when you hear that, then you have the propensity to get offended. And if you can get offended at your mentor, now I didn't say you weren't going to get mad. Oh, okay. 
I didn't say you weren't going to get mad because you're going to be upset. But it's how you handle the mad that will grant you further access. It's how you handle that. So 10, 10 years ago, some years ago, we were in the prayer room and the words were correction, instruction, reproof, and rebuke. You have to be able to take all of that. You have to be able to hear because what is the purpose of me mentoring you if everything I have for you to do, everything I say to you is right? If everything you're doing is right, what do you need me for? Why waste my time and my anointing? Because you don't just get you just don't get the person. You'll get their anointing. You'll get a measure of what they have. You'll get a measure of what they, you'll get a measure. So they are literally investing themselves into you. And the investment comes at a cost. It comes at a cost to the person investing. Because they are spending time with you that could be spent somewhere else. So it is imperative that you honor the time. It's imperative that you act like you want to be there. And it's imperative that you are not in a rush. They can dismiss you anytime. You can't dismiss them ever. Not ever. If he says, sit here, sit there. Sit for hours and not say nothing. You're not supposed to say nothing. Just whatever I'm supposed to get, I'm going to get. Even if I got to sit here in silence. Fold this for me. Put that up for me. Get this for me. You got to be willing to do it all. Because it is not in your, it is not it is not in the words you're going to hear. It is how you receive the words that are given. So in your mentorship, remember that. Joshua 1 and 7, be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Do not depart from the law. Don't walk away from what you know. Don't, don't leave what you know. You know God. Don't leave what you know. See, campus, college campus will get, afford you a wonderful opportunity to explore. We don't explore. Exploration is for people that don't know where they're going. There's nothing to explore. There's nothing you need to find. You know who you are. You know whose you are. So because of that, there's nothing you need to figure out. Figure out is a good way to say, I'm going to go to school and waste $100,000. So let's not figure it out. Let's, let's, since you know, and since you go knowing, remember it as you go, that God will not fail you. 
that he will do exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask or think, that you are the apple of God's eye, beautifully, wonderfully, fearfully made. So some things you don't do. Some places you can't go, and you will physically be uncomfortable. I know from experience, you will be uncomfortable. Here's a quote. The purpose of mentoring is to tap into existing knowledge, knowledge and skills and ex the experience of the senior or high-performing employee and transfer those skills to the newer or less experienced employee in order to advance their careers. Well, it works the same way here. We've, they've poured. They've given you all the knowledge that they have, Okay? The parents are giving you everything they have. They said, don't do, don't go, don't be. And you, you have been upset. I don't like them rules. I don't, I, why I can't go? Everybody else going. When you get to college, you will discover you are among some of the blessed people in the world that you didn't get to go everywhere, that you didn't get to go do everything, that you, weren't, you didn't experience what everybody else experienced, that that you didn't have to feel the way they felt, that you don't have to explore because their mom and dad didn't know who they were. You, you will understand how blessed you are. And just when you, when you figure it out, just call your mama, like I did, and say, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate you gave me knowledge and common sense. I appreciate that you told me discernment that if it don't feel right, don't go. If that person don't seem right, don't stay. I don't care if you got to walk home. Walk. And number four, last, certainly not least, and this was one of, this is one of my favorites. This one hit me like a ton of bricks um, because it's very true. Number four, a bad attitude aborts favor. Bishop Howe. A bad attitude will abort your favor. And sometimes the attitude is, is not in how you respond, it's in how you didn't respond. Because people are standing in the room and everybody else is standing up and you're sitting. How you responded. A, a, a person older than you walks in the room and you don't speak first. How you it's how you, re you didn't respond. So they have to say hi to you when we should have been saying hi to them. Honor will always move your seat to the front. Honor will put your seat in the front. Yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am. Not something I'm, I'm guessing at. I lived it. That yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am, and even the person who says, girl, don't call me that, I'm not that old, she'll still watch out for you because you have manners, because you're respectful. So she'll say, hey, you know there's a scholarship for so-and-so and so-and-so. Can you do this for me? Fill this out, and I'll turn it in for you. Oh, you don't like the food? I'll cook you something else. What you want? Oh, it's okay, babe. You don't have no, you're going home for Christmas. Oh, you can't go home for Christmas. Come to my house. 
oh, I, I, my family's cooking. I'll cook you and bring you a plate. Oh, you don't like your dorm? We can move you. You want to be by yourself? See, honor, honor will move you to the front of the line and have everybody else speculating why they can't get there. Tell them, follow you. How you respond determines the level that you have access to next. Somebody's always watching. And every choice made now will determine your then. Every choice made right now would determine then. When I was supposed to be a doctor. When I was supposed to be a psychologist. When I was supposed to be. So you got a lot of people that sit around and say, I was, I was supposed to play football. But a choice they made derailed that plan. I was supposed to be a dentist. I was supposed to be a doctor. I was supposed to, a choice they made derailed the plan. And you can always get back, but it take you a long time, seemed like to me, to get back to where you're supposed to be and have confidence to do it. Because you lose something in the detour. You lose something in the detour. That it takes a lot of years to recover and have confidence that God still loves you, even in the mistake. And in your mentorship, remember that correction is good. And do not protect the thing that's going to kill you. La this is the last and I'm done. I, um, somebody sent me a picture uh, a few weeks ago. And so I looked at the picture. We took the picture because we were, sent we were dressed alike, right? And I looked at the picture and I was like, I was ginormous. That's the word I used. I was like... <laughs> Didn't nobody want to tell me not y'all. So didn't nobody want to tell me that, hey, you, you are a little. Now, everybody couldn't tell me that. Let me go ahead and sweep that. Now, everybody didn't have that kind of access. Everybody didn't have that kind of privilege. Let me just clear that on up. But anyway, um, I looked at it and I said, I was ginormous. And my husband, as he does, he was like, girl, you was fly. You was beautiful. I know. But he, I was like, but didn't nobody want to tell me? So my mom was sitting on the other side of me, and she said, you wouldn't let nobody touch you. She said, you, you, you would get defensive. She said, so instead of you being angry, I just wouldn't touch you. But I was afraid. Don't protect the thing that's killing you. Because it's, it's hard for you to hear that you know it's time to change it. And you only get defensive about something you're trying to protect. I was trying, I was trying to hold on to it. Because part of me just, just really thought, if I get big enough, they would just tell me to sit down. Well, that didn't happen. Nobody told me to sit down. And when I felt the worst, they would call me the most. <laughs> I was like, I don't have nothing to wear. I'm not getting up there. I hate doing this. Blah, blah, blah. Ring, ring, ring. Text, text, text. And I'd be like, oh. And I go through all these gyrations. And I still do because this is no joke. 
Um, but you go through all these gyrations. But it was because I was uncomfortable. But I was uncomfortable because I knew I needed to change something, and I didn't quite know how. And I really wanted God to disqualify me. And I thought if I just did this long enough, you are going to tell him that I'm not it. You're going to relay the message. Or I'm going to be disobedient long enough that he finally going to say, you just won't listen and sit me down. That never happened. So go ahead and make the change. Okay, folks? That's really what I'm getting to. Go ahead and change it. Because it's clear God won't disqualify you. Because I still had to walk this out. It's clear that your mentors won't disqualify you, but they will tell you the truth. Now, that is, he will tell you the truth. It's not going to change. So don't protect the thing that's killing you, that will rob your family of, of who they have, who you are to them, who will rob. And, and lastly and certainly not least, and this is just, this is for everybody in the room. The whole message was for everybody in the room, but this is for everybody in the room. Be obedient in every area of your life and not just the parts you think God can handle. Be obedient in every part of your life and not just the parts that make you comfortable. Okay, the doctors, you know, they said I got to do, I have to take almost 16 iron pills a day. Me, personally. 16. Because, you know, weight masks a lot of things. And when you go to the doctor and you're heavy, they just say you're heavy and dismiss you. So it masks a lot of things. So now that some things are coming to light, which I do not take or carry, because we're not doing that. <laughs> we do not take or carry, because we're not doing that. But some things I have to do. And so, take your medicine. Take care of your body. Don't rob your children. Don't rob your spouse. And I don't care what nobody say. I've, I've been at that for 10 years. Can't nobody come take this spot. Listen. We're, no. I'm, and I'm not being funny. I'm being honest. I've been working with uh, for 10 years. No, you can't have this seat. Move along. Because I'm going to be here. No, my child would not figure out how to walk in her purpose void of me. Nobody will be void of me. My mom won't have to cry tears burying me early. The, the, my children won't have a grandmother. They'll have somebody else's somebody, and they step in grandparents and step in under. No, not on my watch. I don't want my picture at their wedding. I want to put on a dress and be there. So with that, it is finish strong. We'll be mindful of how you start. Wow, what an amazing message. Thank you for listening to our Pathway to Faith broadcast. If you're ever in the Kansas City metro area, Join Bishop and Dr. Howe at Harvest Church International Outreach, 4300 North Corrington Avenue,
Kansas City, Missouri, 64117. Or catch our services live online at www.harvestchurchkc.org. Be blessed.